There was big news last week coming out of the U Sports landscape when Team Snap acquired Mojo Sports in a big deal as the space, meaning U Sports, continues to consolidate. Today, we're bringing an exclusive here at first interview with the CEOs of both companies, Pete Franzillis coming from Wad Capital into TeamSnap with their private equity acquisition, explosive growth since he's joined just a few years ago now, and then also Ben Sherwood, who founded Mojo Sports in 2019 after previously serving as the president of ABC News and then also uh, of the Walt Disney Company. And uh, yeah, now their passion, bringing great experience from private equity and then also media into you sports and this acquisition it's a big one tons to learn we break down all of the details there their thought process fragmentation across youth sports and where it's all headed this is an amazing conversation i learned so much it's incredible to have two amazing guests on and i hope you get as much out of it as i did this is the pet cash pod presented by profluence sports Fellas, Ben, Pete, appreciate you coming on today. Congrats uh, to you both. The big press release. I mean, it's crazy how many forward forwarded emails I've gotten and things of, oh man, you sports and everyone's super excited about what you guys are doing. So thanks for coming on and excited to talk through this today. Likewise, Andrew. Thanks for having us. So I guess to, to set it up, Team Snap, Mojo Sports, just so people are familiar, obviously, that'll be in the titles and, and people will be familiar with that. But Ben, give us a little bit of your background. You don't have to go too deep. And uh, the the creation of Mojo Sports, your original idea, and then leading up to uh, this inflection point here this last week in the middle of December. Sure. Thanks, Andy. And pleasure to join you today. Nice to see you, Pete. I was a Disney executive for many years, spent my career running the media networks of the Walt Disney Company. and ABC News before that. And in that role, traveled around the world and saw hundreds of millions of families that were Disney fans. They also love youth sports. I happened to be spending a lot of my time in that period coaching my boys in youth sports. And it dawned on me when I was leaving Disney in 2019, what if we brought some of that Disney magic to the youth sports tech space and created amazing consumer experiences with technology for families with kids who play sports and make it easier for moms and dads to coach and to make the whole experience more fun. So I partnered with a brilliant technologist named Reed Schaffner, and we built a mobile app that we launched in February of 2021. Our goal was to make coaching easier, playing more fun, and the whole experience better for families with kids between the ages of about four and about 13 that love youth sports. And that's what we did. And lo and behold, about 183 or 184 days ago, uh, Pete and I exchanged emails, and we began a relationship that led to this big event this week with uh, Team Snap buying Mojo, and I'll throw it to Pete. Yeah, look, Andrew, I mean, we, we spoke, I don't know, last time I was on, maybe a year or two ago. Um, you know, at that point, we were just getting this engine humming, right? And, and I do feel like we've been running a master class on, like, how do you take a great business that's founder-led, but with a lot of untapped value, go rebuild a leadership team and a bench of talent with a playbook on how do you go succeed within this technology market, partner with a phenomenal financial sponsor and in, in Wad Capital who's committed to the vision, juice up the organic growth, right? We've been releasing probably every six months. We've had major releases over the last two years, but then you layer in the gasoline, right? Which is being very surgical, being very precise around strategic M&A, to help accelerate or enter into adjacent synergistic markets. And we did that with LeakSide last year and 
acquiring a, a youth-based uh, sponsorship platform. And now we see a tremendous opportunity with the incredible technology that the Mojo team has built um, to transform our consumer offerings. So we've got over 2 million active users on a daily basis, right? These are coaches, families, parents, that we now have the opportunity to leverage that distribution, leverage that buying power, and bring real next-gen innovative value to them um, while also, you know, continuing to advance our B2B or the, the business software that we bring to our clubs and leagues through more of the learning management, content management system that the Mojo team has been able to build. So it's a win-win on both sides of our portfolio. It's a win-win relative to the team, the expansion of the experience and skill sets we get. And we just continue to accelerate this flywheel as we grow. Yeah. Well, you know, I love flywheels, so I love hearing that word at the end of it. And and it makes perfect sense. And I want to go back to this, Ben. One of the really cool things we're seeing in sports now is a lot of people from, we'll call them ancillary plays of media or technology now jumping into sports. And you recently did it. But coming from, we'll just call it more the corporate world, internet, the the startup sports world, what what did you see? What were some learnings? Where did you see the space when you first jumped in to where, to where it is today? Well, first of all, I want to say that it's a lot more fun than the cutthroat world of media where you wake up every morning and someone's trying to kill you or tell you you're an idiot. And usually you're reading about yourself in the newspaper and you've screwed something up royally and everybody hates you. So I got to say, waking up, waking up every morning in youth sports and, and knowing that what you're trying to do really is just get kids to play sports and have parents and families and administrators have a better experience. It's a lot more fun. I'd say the main thing that I observed when we got into this was that there are lots and lots of very, very well-meaning entrepreneurs and companies in this space. But what really impressed us about TeamSnap and what kind of blew us away was the professionalism and sophistication of Pete, Andrew Roof, his uh, colleague, the executive chairman of TeamSnap, and his whole leadership team, and their backers what? I mean, these are total pros who are bringing to the youth sports space, which is uh, sometimes a little disorganized sometimes well-meaning, but not entirely professional. And I think we've been blown away by how TeamSnap is approaching this industry. And so I'd say that when we came in, we were struck to how fragmented the industry is. We were struck by how, despite good intentions, uh, people had a hard time getting things really done. And one of the things that's exciting about teaming up with TeamSnap is we've got a real mission. We have a real agenda. We've got a real plan for the next 100 days in the next two years, and we're going to really go for it. That's awesome. And, and Pete, from your side, um, obviously, your similar time frame, honestly, of coming into U Sports. What have you seen from a technological standpoint? Obviously, Mojo uh, struck your eye and, and you got involved and, and made the deal happen. But where is the space as a whole? Is it still a lot of room to grow ahead in terms of you know technological advancement what's it look like uh just the state of youth sports today from a tech standpoint look i I think the growth potential of the space right now is is massive and the growth rate is growing on a daily basis if you look at and that's a statement both of across the entire stack right technology that's starting up in the pro leagues that's coming downstream into collegiate that's now coming down into youth i think the difference with youth sports is you have a handful of companies that are generating over $25 million in revenue. And then it's a long tail of hundreds of really innovative, passionate companies. But the chaos and the fragmentation that Ben's talking about in and of itself is a significant barrier to entry, right? Because the investment in distribution, go-to-market, 
is just as, if not more important than the investment into R&D, because you can't go land a large account that's all of a sudden going to start generating seven figures for you over, overnight, like you can in some other software markets. Here, it's a very precise focus on generating a very significant and mature go-to-market funnel to allow that distribution of those products. And I think right now we're sitting in a position where those that are leading in terms of scale that have been around for a long time, right? I, this was an opportunity that we had to partner with TeamSnap that we knew out of the gates. It was 11 years of investment that went into building a great brand and a great business. Um, and, you know, being able to bring in the playbooks that can execute and take advantage of that is a big differentiator right now, right? But it's awesome to see on a weekly, monthly basis right now, the amount of investment, the amount of new ideas, the amount of new and innovative companies that are coming into the space. And, you know, I, I continue to say, it feels like we're at this kind of this next evolutionary phase of this market where you do start to see that scale and the maturity of operations that Ben mentioned before is becoming a competitive differentiator, right? And that puts us in a really good position from our post to, to be able to evaluate the space. Andy, if I could just add to that, Pete wrote an article in Sports Business Journal last June that caught my eye. He had a vision for the investment that's flowing into youth sports and where youth sports can go. And it's actually the reason that we began a conversation in June because of his vision for where this can go and the untapped potential in this market. So I agree with him wholeheartedly. One thing I would add from my global travels at Disney is that you've also got another 500 million families around the world that are income eligible with kids who play sports, who want to give their kids that Disney experience, the best experience you can have. And I think that not only is TeamSnap going to take on this incredible opportunity in North America and, and reach a lot more potential here, but there's a huge global opportunity that we're going to go after uh, in due time. And I think that that's where TeamSnap, our vision has always been to create a global brand like Disney, where families understand that if you want the best in entertainment, you go to Disney. I think that eventually, when you want the best in youth sports, TeamSnap is going to be that global solution for families everywhere with technology and a whole lot of other offerings. That was going to be my next thing is what, uh, obviously, America, you sort of have down or North America. Are there certain areas that appeal to you without, you know, saying we're going there now, but that you're looking at or you find interesting from a, from a market potential or audience or demographic size? I'll jump in quickly and then Pete should, should add, but I'd say that despite our size and despite our youth and our, it may just be our um, audacity, but we already uh, went after Australia where Mojo is used by Basketball Australia. And we've got other conversations in the works with Australian Sports Commission and other authorities to get Mojo into Australian athletics. It's a very different system there. It's more top down as opposed to the US, which is more grassroots and bottoms up. Uh, we've also uh, got a really exciting opportunity in Mexico uh, that I won't go, to it, go into in detail. But I think that in the English speaking world, which is significant, and also in the Spanish speaking world, which is significant, I think that those are two big opportunities uh, that I would say in terms of territories, languages, and markets uh, that, that appeal to Mojo. And we're just getting started with TeamSnap, but I think that Pete and I have alignment around that, that there's real opportunity there. Yeah. And, and Andrew, I mean, we've been the last two and a half years, at least TeamSnap under my watch, I mean, we have been very focused on North America, right? We wanted to get kind of our foundation of our offering in place and the growth trajectory of the technology of the operations of the business before we started to go internationally. And that's why we love this partnership as well, right? Because there's already been seeds planted and 
there's a model here that we believe has uh, repeatability into other countries and other regions. And from an uh, integrating standpoint, obviously, that's always, uh, you know, the deal's done. It's it's amazing. I'm sure that took a lot of time on both sides to get to this point. And no one, I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd really appreciate just so people understand if you can give sort of time frames or even what that looks like from whatever uh, you feel comfortable with. That would be amazing just so people understand how gruesome that process is in itself. But then what does it look like now? Because there's two completely different tech stacks, most likely different teams. How, what does it look like merging Mojo and TeamSnap into a cohesive uh, unit for 24? Yeah, well, as I, I said to my company and to Ben and Reed yesterday, congratulations, we made it to the starting line, right? Yeah. Because that's what yesterday was. Uh, it was six months of really hard work to put all the right pieces in motion to get to the starting line. And we've done a lot of research. We've done a lot of work on how the technologies come together, the overlaps in the customer base, the overlap <laughs> in the go-to-market and distribution. But yeah, I mean, this is going to take time, right? When you have 2 million people plus on a platform on a daily basis, you can't just flip a switch and all of a sudden push a bunch of new technology out uh, without ensuring that the level of um, security, privacy, stability that everyone has come to trust exists, right? And so... We've got a very precise and sequential integration plan that Ben started to alluding to before. We believe we'll be in market with new value into kind of cross-pollinating the distribution channels by the end of Q1 um, in 24. And then from there, you'll see a sequence of releases likely each quarter um, that hit different pockets of our portfolio, right? As we think about kind of the three legs of the stool for TeamSnap being that independent team that's focused on the coach, the family, the player, the business of sports, so the clubs, the leagues, the event organizers that are providing the programming, and then our brand sponsors, right? How do we take big national brands and and connect them to families at the most, most emotional points of, of their week, right? Which is when their children are on the field or on the court or on the rink. Um, and so we'll be very focused across those three and, and doing so in a way that, um, you know, stays true to making sure we have the end user and the parents and the families focused at the tip of the spear. Yeah, it's definitely a cohesive process. Ben, I want to I want to flip to you uh, in, in terms of this deal. Obviously, Juan and TeamSnap involved, but tons of athlete investors, tons of family offices, institutional, whoever you're comfortable with or able to say. I think that's great to get perspective for the the you know the depth that you've also brought in alongside this deal. Uh, and then, what's the value out of that now taking this to the next step? Sure. When we got started, we were very lucky. We were backed by our lead investor, Alpha Edison, which is a VC here in Los Angeles. We were biased toward Los Angeles, and we wanted to support the LA tech ecosystem. And so while we had some opportunities up in Silicon Valley, we, we liked the idea of supporting the Los Angeles tech uh, world. In terms of athletes, Russell Wilson was one of the first to join us, quarterback at the time for the Seahawks, now the Broncos, and a very entrepreneurial guy. More ideas than just about anybody I've ever met in any sort of 30-minute period. And he's very focused 17 weeks a year on football, but in the other weeks of the year, he's really interested in youth sports. And he and his wife are really committed to youth sports and youth around the world, and they're very engaged. You may have noticed when we announced this deal that Russell gave a really enthusiastic uh, uh, vote of approval with a great quotation that he put out there. We've got all kinds of different investors uh, in our in our cap table and are coming over into TeamSnap. Uh, 35 Ventures, which as you know is Kevin Durant's uh, VC, uh, came in with us. We have Tom Warner, who's the chairman of Fenway Sports Group, 
uh, owner of the Red Sox and the Liverpool Football Club, is an investor. We've also got a lot of different media investors from Jeffrey Katzenberg's Wonder Company. Um, and so we've got Major League Baseball in the cap table too. Elysian Park, which is the Dodgers venture arm, is in the, in the cap table. So we were very lucky to have amazing support. And I think, how do they help? Uh, they help because they've got domain expertise. They've got amazing relationships. Uh, they can pick up the phone and they can help us get to anybody. And so we just feel so lucky that we've got such a, a deep and rich group of, call it about 40 different investors, either individual or institutional, who are on the cap table who uh, we had to round up for their votes in support of the deal. And as Pete will attest, it happened incredibly fast. I got to tell you, the enthusiasm for this deal, the enthusiasm for this partnership, the enthusiasm for Team Snap and Mojo, and the combination of one plus one equals four or five. We hit the 95% thresholds in every voting category almost instantaneously. We were, we were pleasantly surprised because sometimes that can be a very tedious process going out there, mm-hmm. tracking everybody down, getting those signatures. And uh, we just saw the scoreboard lighting up with people signing. Uh, there were a couple of last minute hustles to find people, but they happened to be on yachts in the in the Sea of Japan, celebrating other things related to sports that I won't get into. But uh, but overall, it was really fast, and it just shows you the kind of enthusiasm for what this transformational deal can do. I want to go back to one thing as we sort of close this out over the last five minutes or so. We talked about fragmentation a few times in youth sports, and I realized. Us three here understand that very well, but others might not understand exactly what we're talking about. So if one of you could sort of touch on that and the problems in youth sports and how obviously Team Snap through tech, Mojo with your app, how you're, how that's being solved in real time, that would be amazing. Yeah, let me let me take a stab at it, Ben, and then feel free to jump in. Andrew, I think there's two sides of it, right? Both if you think supply and, and demand. On the demand side, the market itself of youth sports. You've got over 150,000 sports organizations across the United States alone. Probably 100,000 of those are less than million, a million dollar business, small to medium sized businesses that are just focused on providing the programming of sport, right? These are typically former athletes that have started up their own camp, their own club, um, and they're not focused on the back office. They're not focused on the back-end technology that they might be leveraging, or they're just a rec league being run by volunteers who, you know, are more focused on their day jobs than they are potentially, you know, how the the technology that an organization might be leveraging. Um, And then on the kind of on the technology side, think about the different adjacencies that sit within this macro youth tech space. There's, There's video, there's media, there's our lane, which is more the sports management side. Um, there's the fan engagement, there's sports tourism, all of these different fragmented sub markets that at the end of the day, still come back to the same buyers and same sellers, right? And so as you start to see younger markets, everyone picks their lane, right? You pick a niche on how you're going to go focus and you're laser focused there. But the reality is you investing in six different types of go-to-markets going to the same person or the same organization creates this fragmentation. It creates kind of this chaos relative to none of those six offerings talk to each other. They're not unified. You have different identities. You have different data sets. Well, how do you bring all that together and consolidate the fragmentation so that the experience of that sports organization or of that family is single-threaded, right? I know when I'm going to log in to any of the TeamSnap properties, 
I've got a single profile. My family data is following. I trust the brand because it's secure. I trust the platform. Um, and that's where you start to see these uh, synergistic adjacent markets begin to come together because the buying groups at the end of the day are the same. Um, and it's just mm -hmm. kind of the natural evolution of any earlier market where people are coming at it from different entry points. But as you start to get that scale, you have the buying power to bring it together. I, I think I love, I'm getting to know Pete. We've been working together for 183 days now, but every day I discover something new and that's the best answer to fragmentation that I've ever heard. And it's so sophisticated with a supply and demand side analysis. My version of that answer is a little bit different, which is I've been at youth sports for 15 years in Southern California. I have eight different youth sports apps on my phone. My kids play in eight different leagues all across West Los Angeles and Southern California. And it's, I don't know which app is doing which team, is doing which field, is doing which league, and how I'm registering. And just the comment there is fragmentation. It's the same in West Los Angeles. It's the same in Pittsburgh, where you're from, Andy. Yep. It's the same across the tri-state area with Pete. It's just lots of different organizations. Pete's got the data, lots of organizations, lots of different technology. I think that the, the promise and the opportunity of what WAD is trying to do and what TeamSnap are trying to do is, as he says, bring it all into one place, end to end, make it easier, make it seamless. And most of all, and this is the area that as a Disney person, we obsess about, make it great for the customer. I mean, one of the things I would just say with, with humility about the space, and you asked the question earlier about youth sports and what do we learn, at Disney, you obsess about the customer. At Disney, the mantra is we want to surprise and delight our customers, exceed their expectations, and help them make memories that last a lifetime. That's literally a mantra. Surprise and delight, exceed expectations. And I think one of the things about youth sports is that there's a lot of focus on getting people signed up. There's a lot of people focus on getting people out on a field. But there's not a lot of obsession on the part of everybody involved in making sure that families have amazing experiences incredible experiences. And I think that that's, again, such an opportunity for TeamSnap and with uh, Mojo, a TeamSnap company, I love saying that, mm -hmm. that we can, we can really do something great to surprise and delight every one of those 2 million daily active users of TeamSnap, exceed their expectations and help them with streaming and player cards and all the different consumer-facing technology that we're building, help them make memories for a lifetime. Because as you know, as a as the pride of Pine Richland High School and the Boston University Terriers, you know that like these are memories, photographs, video memories for a lifetime from your youth sports journey, Andy. And that's what we want to do uh, with what we're building with Teams now. I see why you raise money so easily. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was great. Both answers and. Uh, the one question I have, and I'm curious both of your answers on it, is how do we now balance this commercialization downstream of youth sports with also, like you said, the the amazingness that sports provides of the teamwork and community and that. And obviously you're on the tech side, so you're not too much involved on as much, I believe, on the <laughs> you know, the camps or what I, I say, like the, the real cat like, where people start to go, Oh man, this is so money fueled. Like what are, what are your sort of ideas and thoughts around that balancing act now as you sports is attractive, but also not making it professional completely too early. 
Ben, go ahead. Look, one of our core founding values was we're not creating Olympians or we're not creating professional athletes. 99% of every kid who sets foot on a field at age four is going to maybe play to the age of 11 or 12 and is unfortunately 70% drop out at that age. And so one of our core values was to try to help level the playing field in youth sports between haves and have-nots, and also to help extend the lifetime of a youth athlete by making it more fun so they don't drop out and so they play longer. So I think our, our values are so aligned with Team Snap. I know Petit's going to get into it because they have an incredible impact program. But I think that, that we're, we're, we're not here just for the families that can afford it. We're not here just for the families in the right zip code or with a certain background. We're here for every kid, every coach, and every family that wants to put their kids out on a field uh, and develop the lifelong benefits of playing sports. And that's got to be part of a commitment. And so while all this investment comes in and while all of this professionalization comes in, what we love about our relationship with TeamSnap is that at the core, it's about getting more families to be out there playing sports. And, the, and by the way, more families that play sports, that means stronger families, that means stronger communities, that means a stronger country. Uh, we just think sports is the best educator and the best unifier. And so that's kind of what we're here for. Yeah. And Andrew, I'd say also, I mean, as we scale, it is our responsibility to give back, right? We cannot sit here and be a partner to the ecosystem of youth sports and grow a business in it that is not focused on the reciprocal nature of that relationship. And so to Ben's point, we started up uh, Team Snap Impact, which is our social impact arm. It's focused on the affordability and accessibility of sport. We've been able to help over ten or 12,000 families at this point in the last 18 months um, with either subsidized costs, tuition fees, camp fees, or just usage of our technology. And that's why we love the Mojo technology coming into this, right? Because as you know, like there is a um, there's a drought of just volunteer coaches and a shortage of volunteer coaches and referees across the country. And so through all the training and coach development videos that the Mojo team's been able to develop, if we can help a volunteer organization build more confidence in a, in a parent who's never coached a certain sport because the entire repository and curriculum that needs to be taught within that season is there, that's going to help alleviate that problem as well, right? And so more volunteers means more teams can be on the field and thereby helping um, the accessibility aspects as well. Yeah, part of the part of the flywheel of Team Snap. Um, it fits right in. Now, closing out with this, and we've talked about a bunch of them, but where's U Sports going, or what are other trends you're paying attention to, or what's to look out? Uh, obviously, from your side over the next couple of years, but really in general, uh, as it's still early innings, still a huge opportunity. Only a few years in uh, for both of your sides. Uh, what should we be paying attention to over the next couple of years from your side and then just use sports in general? Go ahead. Well, one, I'd say watch out for Team Snap. <laughs> oh, well, I, I think everyone's watching if they weren't already. Self-fulfilling. But um, <laughs> yeah. look, I think there's, you know, the reason that we did this partnership is not because of the current state in the next five years, right? And the basis for the technology around multimedia, around engagement, around how do you leverage technology to capture those memories for that Disney family of sport between the ages of five to 15? But also, how do we look at youth sport and how do we look at Team Snap as a conduit to it for the professional leagues, for athletes that want to get more involved? And I think you're continuing to see those trends increase as the, the recognition of participation levels that are continuing to decline. That's critical to how pro leagues think about 
the future of their fandom, right? And as you're seeing more athletes becoming personally responsible for what they and their brand can go do, us acting as that conduit to be able to allow them to connect to the youth sport families, youth sport organizations, that's only going to continue to accelerate, right? And we feel like we're building not just a technology platform, but really that gateway of entry across all youth sports. And, and as Ben mentioned earlier, you know, as we think about our international aspirations, uh, taking that same vision elsewhere. Ben, what else would you add? I agree with Pete. I think that, that the pandemic knocked youth sports down, but youth sports has rebounded. I think that I agree with Pete. There's going to be an influx of even more investment. I think there'll be even more consolidation. I think there'll be more opportunity. And I think the team snap is going to be right there to capitalize on a lot of that opportunity. And I think, I think that the power of technology um, is going to help accelerate all this. But fundamentally, it comes down to something really simple, which is it's a phrase that Nicole McCormick at Team Snap uh, likes to say, and Pete, Pete talks about, which is that every weekend is Super Bowl weekend in youth sports. Mm-hmm. That's how important it is. And one of the things that, that I, I always believe from my own experience as a coach and a dad, and also from Disney, is the avidity, the rabid parent who loves youth sports. If you can make the experience great and fun, that is an unbelievable driver of all kinds of business. Um, if you can tap into and become the brand that is the expression of how much families love youth sports. And I think that's ultimately why uh, this opportunity is enormous, is that, that that fandom, that fandom for your own kid and your own kid's team. I'm schlepping across Los Angeles this afternoon to go see my son Charlie play in his first seventh grade soccer game. It is so far away. The traffic is going to be so bad, but I am so excited. I almost feel like leaving now to get to the field (laughs) now to park at the field and get ready for the game and tap into that energy and that emotion. You can build an unbelievable business. That's what Walt Disney did a hundred years ago. That's what Pete Francellis is doing right now at Team Snow. Where can we learn more about, uh, both companies, TeamSnap.com. What is it? Mojo Sports by TeamSnap now, or, or where where is that? Just for oh, people to Mojo Sports or Mojo Sport. Mojo Sport. Mojo Sport is our website, but it's all TeamSnap now. Uh, all TeamSnap. I love it. Well, gentlemen, appreciate you both coming on. Super insightful. Just a pleasure to talk with both of you, doing incredible things in the space. And uh, I mean. I like I say to to other people, I do these for myself and everyone else second. So maybe it is a little selfish, but it was a great conversation, and uh, I bet everyone got a lot out of it. So so appreciate you both hopping on. Awesome, Andrew. Thanks for having us. Keep building what you're doing, man. I love the conversation, and thank you for bringing focus to it.